Now, I feel like someone would probably call the cops on me if I just knocked on their door and asked for sugar, though. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. Must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Mike, get back over here. We're starting the episode. He's scurrying away. This is the Roast Mortem Podcast. Mike, get in the room. I'm here, I'm here. All right, cool. Hi, welcome to the Roast Mortem episode where Mike was late. Sorry. Uh, Late to the show. My name is Tom. I'm Travis. And I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Cody, all the way in Hawaii. Hey, man. You're an all-star. Thank you. You noticed. I'm so glad. How's the weather over there? Uh puke beautiful that, that's the way i like to uh, describe <laughs> it puke beautiful mm, it's just paradise. always nice yeah it's just always nice it feels like i'm caught in a simulation it's oh yeah beautiful are you in yeah. are you sure you don't live in the oculus now oh god yeah cody you gotta be careful we can never know <laughs> we can never know yeah just check your glasses so how's everyone's week i mean cody's living in the oculus so i i think he hasn't even left i think he's just plugged in somewhere down the block yeah my week is nominal (laughs) (laughs) uh my week was man just normal i got nothing dude i cut bushes this week and i ripped my pants real wide Ooh, Ooh, that's about the highlight of it are we talking about your pubic hair or just regular to honest god's green bushes because it's no weird (laughs) if you cut your it's it's you went overboard if you cut your pants yeah, that would be a bit much. I, I forgot how... Uh, I'm so innocent right now. You know, my week was so boring that I'm now innocent, and I forgot bushes are just... You know, they can be two things, but my bushes were the green ones that God gave me. <laughs> I, I still don't know what we're talking s- about. You gotta take your pants off to cut your pubes, because if you try doing it with your pants... There's no, oh, such, thing as a sneaky, a no such thing as a sneaky trim, you know? You make no. a mess everywhere you trim your pubes. Yeah, you could cut your pee-pee. Have you ever oh, trimmed your pubes? Sucks. Um and then didn't shower after. Oh, oh my god! No, it's so itchy. No. Actually, once yeah, it burns, right? You get the razor burns, or wait, you're a straight shaver? No, I use the buzzer. Oh okay, Dude, you're I'm a sh- buzz. You're like, you'll nip yourself by accident. You ever do that? Ooh. I nip myself once. I'm I fucking a, hurt. A lot of information here, guys. I'm gooch. I'm a straight shaver. So our, really? our buddy Mikey told me about straight shaving, and you just gotta grab that sack, pull it real tight. Wow. One one swipe like a bandaid. Yeah, no, well, don't do that. <laughs> Ladies, refer your men to this podcast for their grooming <laughs> habits. I gotta try that. Mike, how about is your week? It's pretty boring. I guess I'm pretty itchy from insulating all day, but that's about it. Oh, insulating. Mm. Yeah. Air quotes. Yeah, what, what, what dirty thing is that? Now? Yeah, tell us you about it. You put the shit in the ceiling, you know, make it uh, so there's no drafts in your bathroom. Packing semen into the yeah, wall? Yeah. Basically. No drafts. covered in semen all day today. It was fucking terrible. Damn. No drafts in the back door. All right, Travis, uh, your week probably sucked. Uh, yeah, you know what I didn't even really think? Everyone's got a boring week. I don't really have a lot of things. Maybe I'll cut the whole segment. Yeah. Maybe I'll put circus music <laughs> under it. <laughs> hey. Please do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no one really likes this part anyway. No, everyone likes this part. No one does. This is my thing. I contributed to the show. Yeah, but (laughs) you didn't think about the rest of us or the listeners when you contributed it. (sighs) All right, Tom. uh, Who's on the Chapman's Town? All right. 
we're going to do something a little different here. We're going to do two people at once. What? Really? Yeah. Couple bros. <laughs> we're going to talk about two bros, and they're called the Collier Bros, i.e. Collier huh. Brothers. Oh, oh, thank you for nope. explaining that one. No, not French. Uh, they're New York City inhabitants, oh. um, and they're basically the guide to how to become a trash person. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I feel like there's a lot of New York City inhabitants that are yeah. guys to be trash people. I know lots of trash people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wait, so the, they're called the Cumst Bros? The Collier Brothers. Yeah, oh. that's it. The Cum Bros. Mm-hmm. So in summary, uh, have you guys ever seen that show Hoarders? Oh, yeah, I love that oh, show. Yeah, it's the one with, like, the human God. pigs that yeah, just yeah. roll around and shit all day. Oh, I actually go oh into God. some hoarders' houses sometimes when I install air conditioners, and it's fucking terrible. Oh, like, yeah. literally, you can't fucking move at all in their house. There's, like, one little pathway, and it's, like, fucking disgusting. How are you supposed to install a whatever you install? You like, to move all the shit out the way. You know, <laughs> Do you ever get one of those hoarders that's just like, don't don't touch that stuff, it's organized. <laughs> Uh, and then it's just like a bunch of newspapers and, and uh, Taco Bell wrappers. No, they're usually just really embarrassed. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. Just like, I uh, got something wrong with me. I uh, got to clean up. All right. Well, your clients don't have shit on the Collier brothers. Fuck yeah. These gentlemen were New York City's garbage legends by the late 1930s, living in their once beautiful four-story Brownstone, located in Harlem, the brothers collected loads and loads of absolute shit while also living in the shadows. Note on this episode, these jerks have kind of resurfaced on the internet recently. Mm. There's a few videos you can find about them on YouTube. Uh, Mm. That guy Frederick Knutson did a video who does the Down the Rabbit Hole series. I recommend checking that out. Um, Ah. But there's a lot of contradictory and unaligned statements made about this story in general. Okay. Because... There's a lot of misleading information. The sources never really lined up. We find out that the one brother that we got a lot of information from was a compulsive liar. Oh. <laughs> and this is 1930s and 40s, so, uh, you know. It's kind of shaky. We're going to uh, fill in the blanks with some of the videos, but my main uh, resource for this was a book called Ghosty Men. Ooh. <laughs> Ghosty but- Men. I'm going to call my semen Ghosty Men from now on, because they're like... <laughs> They're pale. They're not really human just yet. <laughs> yeah. They definitely have souls, yeah. but that's about it. Yeah, only half. I have a question. Are they are they twin brothers? They're not twins, these Tom, guys. Wait, Tom, did you just blow my mind? Every time I'm blowing my load, I'm killing souls? You are. Absolutely, dude. If you really think about it, you kind of are. Dude, Billions, Travis. That's fucked. There's this is, so many dead souls in my bed. Killed a lot of people, if you think about it. There's I sleep there. on top of dead souls. <laughs> think about this. Women have been fucking up since day one, because they're only providing one egg at a time, and you're shooting thousands of souls. (laughs) Millions. What the hell is going on here? Yeah, millions, millions. We're really lucky if you think about it. We made it to this point. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, let's see where these two sperms go. Okay. Um, (laughs) So, the origin story. Their father, Herman Livingston Collier, was a successful gynecologist that worked out of Bellevue Hospital in Midtown, which is the United States' oldest operating hospital, and still is around today. Oh. I don't know why I laugh whenever I hear gynecologist. <laughs> well, <laughs> I definitely laugh, because I can't relate. Why don't, no, we, I, why don't uh, we just add the VA to there, so they can just be vaginecologists? It, it, it's, it's way more straightforward. <laughs> it, there's no confusion you don't have to explain anything. I don't know. Maybe we'd laugh more. Maybe they took the VA away from it. <laughs> yeah. So chumps like us, which I mean, our 
I feel like we, we have some very spot on opinions. So if we were laughing all the time at these women going to vaginacologist, how would they feel? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So daddy's a little gyno boy. He was kind of a an eccentric as it was. Uh, it was claimed that he paddled a canoe to work every now and then. Oh, which that's is cool. A lot of fun. Uh, hmm. Even though Herman worked on pussy for his entire career, <laughs> there was one pussy that he just couldn't get off his mind. And that was Susie Gage Frost, who was a pretentious opera singer of the day, and even more interestingly, his first cousin. Oh! Another cousin toucher! Mm -hmm. Looking at your cousin's vagina. That's what he's doing? He's looking at his cousin's vagina. He's touching it, man. He's doing all sorts of things. He's in there. I just imagine, you know, her family's like, oh, we got us into the gyno, but we don't really want to pay the price. Like, could the cousin do it? And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, A little family discount, please. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's like that uh, family porn and the doctor porn mixed together. Ugh. But these people were probably fat and both had mustaches. So, I never get the doctor really. porn. It, like, I don't understand why that's a turn on to some peeps, but, you know, whatever. When the doctor's a male, it's just like, I don't have that degree. I can't relate to this guy's oh, yeah. dick. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel much more inadequate. Aside from, like, the 11-inch penis, it's just like, oh, man, I don't have a doctorate. This guy's showing me up tw- twofold. <laughs> yeah, like the plumber thing I get, because uh, I'm like, all right, I could go to plumber school for six months yeah. and probably do that job. Average Joe. Blue-collar pornography. <laughs> Big sausage pizza. Hands down, most relatable porn ever. <laughs> I was always waiting for that to happen to me, like, deliver pizza to someone's house, and, like, they seduce me, but it never happened. Well, the problem mm. is, Mike, you're doing it wrong. You need to watch Big Sausage Pizza. You need to <laughs> cut a hole in the pizza and the box. Stick your dick through and be, be like straightforward with it. Yeah, you got to stick your dick through There's that no hole. No going and be like, back from that Excuse point. me, did you order sausage? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. So let's give back to these creepy yeah. people. So in their mind, the Livingston heritage and the bloodline was important for them to continue. Hence, why they were ancestral. Uh-huh. They told people that their ancestors came from England on the Speedwell. To quote one of the brothers, Langley Collier, which was really better than the Mayflower, which was totally a lie. Because a Speedwell was scheduled to leave for America August 1620 alongside the Mayflower. But when it left dock, it started taking on water and had to go back. Oh. 11 passengers of the Speedwell jumped ship onto the Mayflower, which wasn't their relatives. <laughs> the Speedwell ended up getting there about a year later. But as we can see, that's one lie that our dude Langley, right. who I'm about to cover, will tell. He's, he's very adamant about this. I came here on the Speedwell. Much better than the Mayflower. <laughs> also, I mean, terrible name for a ship that just sinks and is really slow. We yeah. speed well. <laughs> <laughs> Their family was one of the earliest settlers in New York, even though that bit was a lie. The Livingstons had been in New York for a long time, and they made a, a nice amount of dough on building ships and uh, steamboats. Mm. So there was family money to be had. Anyway, these two got married and moved into a shitty apartment in Manhattan. It's not because they couldn't afford a nice one. They were just really cheap. Mm. Ah. There they had their first child, Susan Collier, but she died about four months later, probably because of, like, inbreeding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. you know, you shouldn't, ma- shouldn't mash your cousin. Cause of death is just inbreeding. The cousins tried again. And <laughs> on November 6th, 1881, Susie gave birth to Homer Lusk oh, Collier. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> name. <laughs> a little, I just, Homer. Did he just go by Lusk? <laughs> he went by Homer, but I wish he went by Lusk. I want to name my kid Homer. 
Lusk sounds like um, a really dirty liquor you buy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, toilet like booze. Steer- <laughs> you got like Steel Reserve and then Lusk yeah. Plus. <laughs> uh, then a few years later, on October 3rd, 1885, Langley Wakeman Collier was born. That would be all these two hot mustached cousins would produce. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the age difference? Uh, four years. Four years. Okay. So we got Homer and then the younger brother Langley. Such like hillbilly names. I love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, you said he they were making money off steamships, right? Well, the family had. Okay. But so. now the, uh, the the son, Herman, uh-huh. uh, who was Langley and Homer's father, he had broken off from the family business to pursue medicine. Oh, okay. So he's not, because he would have been working with the Vanderbilts if... His that. family oh. line did. I oh, mean, okay. the uh, the Lancasters were everywhere. Oh, okay, I got you. But that kind of—I mean, I'm sure there's still money in the Lancaster name somewhere. It's a big family name. You think being a doctor, he'd realize that incest is not good, or he'd like, understand it? Maybe. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, like, look at Darwin. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He was a cousin fucker. Einstein was a cousin fucker. Who yeah. Had, that's who wanted right. to bang their mom? Are you thinking about Siegfried? Sigmund Freud? Yeah, Sigmund Freud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he always wanted to do that. Yeah. All right, but anyway, uh, the good gynecologist and his singing cousin wanted the sons to be educated and engage in the haughty upper-class lifestyle. Susie would read old literature, philosophy in Greek, music lessons, promote higher learning at every chance they got. The cousin marriage was legal at the time. Herman and Susie's upper-class peers looked down at them. They saw them as eccentrics and bumpkins wait so she would have been one of those people that would like get a walkman like fucking like play the speakers on her pregnant belly yeah like he's listening to bach right now mm-hmm. while eating quinoa yeah. <laughs> my kid gonna be smart yeah. <laughs> yeah so the kids didn't really get much socializing they yeah. tried to but uh the other families wouldn't really want to have play dates with them they spent a lot of time in church though oh listen moms if you're really trying to be so artsy and culture your babies you're just gonna fuck them up yeah. Get, throw them in the mud. Yeah. yeah. Let them they'll, play they'll, around. They'll turn out like us. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I played in the mud so much one time, I remember an ant stung me in the ball sack. You told <laughs> that story on the I podcast. Did. Yeah. All right. Well, it's important that that happened. I wouldn't be the man I am today without that. What kind of superpowers did you get, Travis? You felt the pain that day. Yeah. I know you, man. I felt uh, no superpowers. I felt the most humanistic thing possible. Alive. Pain. On your ball set. The, the weight alive. of the world was on my shoulders when that ant was attached to my testicles. You're disgusting. <laughs> Homer and Langley both attended PS69. Nice. <laughs> Homer was a super smart boy. He got accepted into NYU at the age of 14 as a sub-freshman. Ew. Sub-freshman. I don't really know what that means. I'm assuming he worked in the subway in the in uh, yeah, you know, the it. cafeteria or something. <laughs> yeah. Dude, let me get the sausage parm. Yeah. Shut up, I'm a sub-freshman. <laughs> I'm reading Greek. Uh, when he graduated six years later, he attended Columbia Universities. Some sources say that he studied maritime law, and the other sources say he studied real estate law. Those are very different. Yeah. yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if it was both, to be honest with you, because these guys did nothing but read. And uh, even though they were inbred, uh, they just liked their books too much. Mm. They didn't have TVs back then, right? It was like the 1930s. Right now, we're talking about the 19... We're talking about late 1800s. Oh, uh, yeah. They didn't have TVs. So maybe 1900 at this point. Do, but read. 1900. Yeah. That's, that's like where we're looking at right now. Langley also claimed to have studied engineering at Columbia University. The school has no record of him attending, though. 
But he is on record as being a classically trained pianist who even played Carnegie Hall a few times. But he gave that up in his own words. He said, My last concert was at Carnegie Hall. Pedorowski followed me. He got better notices than I. What's the point of going on? What? Oh, he's, he's so like, honest with himself. One guy showed him up. He's like, eh. I'm done with this. Not worth it. Now we'll talk about um, the uh, infamous building. Oh, It has a yes. lot to do with this story. Uh-huh. The hoarding building. So the family moved from their cold water flat in 1909 into the, into the four-story brownstone in Harlem, Tom, can I stop you here? What is a cold water flat? Is that like there's a yeah. cold stone creamery? Yeah. <laughs> no, flat? no, you dope. It's a really poor person's place where they don't put boilers in. Oh, I just thought maybe there was a butler that made cold stone creameries for them. No, no, I told you before, they don't spend any money. Well, I don't know, maybe that was a public service back then. It was uh, a long time ago. That's true, yeah. <laughs> the boiler was extra. Exactly. So th- that was uh, very popular back before they had, like, laws. About apartments back then. Okay, so it's a cold-ass apartment. Yeah, if you never heard of cold water flat, it just means that there's no running... Uh, the only running water is cold, and you Ooh. probably have to throw your shit out a window. Well, I couldn't imagine in the wintertime. It probably sucked. Oh, yeah. Well, people didn't bathe that much back then. Yeah. It, anyway, you know? stinky. Um, yeah, so they moved into their four-story brownstone in Harlem at 2078 Fifth Avenue. Uh-huh. Langley said that it took 10 vans to move our furniture. Moving oh, wow. from a small apartment like that in Murray Hill, taking 10 vans back and forth, that's a lot of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine the clutter they already are used to. It's just right. giving me anxiety thinking about it, I how know, much but, shit they have. Yeah, like, hold on. So this is, this is like, you know, the turn of the 20th century. Like, nowadays, I mean, you see hoarders that just collect, like, burrito wrappers we were talking about. But then there's also these hoarders that collect things. Oh, like certain things? You know, like certain things. Yeah. Like, there's like not, Legos? Yeah. Oh. There's not a lot of, like, certain things you can collect around the turn of the century. So this is just all garbage. Organized hoarders are pretty cool. Well, one thing that they did have a lot of was books. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, it was all, a lot, of, Herman was big into his medicine thing, and he bought all the books. Lots of books. Lots and lots of books. Those are heavy. Uh-huh. No, I'll, I'll give no you a number on all the books babies. in the house later. Oh, wow. Yeah, no Thai Beanie Babies. Yeah. Exactly. No Thai Beanie Babies whatsoever. So, when the Colliers moved into Harlem in 1909, it was a very wealthy, all-white neighborhood. It's coming back up in a lot of ways, not yeah. to say... You, you know what I mean? It's up and coming. It used to be a ghetto, and it was kind of turned into a ghetto. It's kind of turned around now, yeah, like you said. Well, yeah. it's being gentrified, boys. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> From the there. gentry. So, they moved in in 1909, and it wasn't until a few years later that the African-American population grow in the area. The brownstones were divided into seven or eight family apartments by greedy landlords. In New York City at the time, landlords were legally allowed to add a premium Negro surcharge. Ooh. The Harlem apartments were some of the most affordable before that charge happened. And then once they were all moved in there, they started adding. But isn't New York so liberal? We've always been so liberal. Yeah. After this charge had hit all the Harlem areas, the black people were paying on average 40% higher than their economic white counterparts. Oh, that's uh, fucking geez. terrible. Legally. Ugh, that's miserable. And that happened till the 40s and 50s, by the way. Ugh. This property that Herman purchased was intended to be an investment property, but the state of Harlem would say otherwise. The family continued just being a bunch of odd fucks. The brothers were in the grip of their mother's controlling ways. Uh, she became the head honcho of the Collier household. Wait, the mom. So the mom moved with them. 
Yes, she's mom, in the house. Oh. It's all four of them. All four of them. It's, mom, dad, brothers. That's right. Uh, eventually, Herman wanted to turn their Harlem house into a sanitarium to practice medicine in. They had a lot of room for that, too. Wait, a, a sanitarium? Like, keep crazy people there? No, that's... You can call that a sanitarium. Yeah. But also, if you're doing a private practice oh, okay. of medicine, like you can call it a sanitarium as well. Ah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was just a gynecologist, so he wanted a bunch of uh, pussies to look into. Why does, why does the Collier house always smell like uh, old fish? Hmm. <laughs> Susie refused. She didn't want to have a bunch of dangling ham meats just <laughs> chilling out. Uh-huh. So Herman moved out of the house into a small apartment on West 77th. He lived there till he died in 1923. Homer and Langley stayed with their mom in the stanky-ass mansion until she died in 1926. Okay. So now it's just two brothers. Two brothers. Yeah. My brother collects shit. I collect shit. So you get educated so you can get a job. So Homer goes to work. The Cum Brothers. Homer goes to work now. In 1928 and 1929, he worked as uh, an admiralty lawyer for John McCul... Excuse me. For... I'm taking that line again. That fucking sucked. In 1928 and 1929, he worked as an admiralty lawyer for John McMullen, a Wall Street attorney who was basically the family lawyer anyway. Wait, so he worked, he was a lawyer for a lawyer. Well, he worked, uh, yeah, I mean, this guy was a partner and he was working uh, under him as a lawyer. Like What's an admir- Sleen on Barnes? Uh, admiralty is, that's the maritime thing. Oh, okay. It's, um, it's like admirals. Yeah, shit like that. Okay. I, I, I don't know. Got it. I don't know anything about the law. <laughs> I just know uh, when a police officer asks me to take my pants off, I don't have to. Uh, what, if it's uh, a, what if it's a hot police officer? Oh, yeah. I don't have to. You don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this is McMullen on Homer. Uh, Homer uh, Homer was delighted in having people take him for a poor, eccentric man. Uh, Then he would prove otherwise by pulling out a roll of bills and going through it into a discussion that he showed he was not eccentric. Oh, he's a baller. Yeah. I That's... told you they have money, but yeah. he looked like shit all the time because they're all cheap. Yeah. <laughs> He's flexing it. Yeah. Uh, he would wear his father's clothes from the 1910s, fashion that was certainly not suitable for the 1920s and 1930s. Very different. Oh, uh, yeah. So hip. Yeah, he's he's kind of stood out like a Spider-Man in <laughs> Times Square. Dude, uh. Spider-Man in Times Square is a normal thing. You get your picture taken with him, they steal some money out of your pockets. Yeah, one dollar. <laughs> I mean, kind of, you can kind of equate it to this. Like uh, Homer and Langley both wore these kind of clothes whenever they were seen in public. Uh, they were kind of like those assholes who f- thought fedoras were really cool into their twenties. Oh, wait, I'm so glad I never got into fedoras. Yeah, I mean, I wore fedoras for a while. <laughs> yeah, but you were younger. Yeah, Travis yeah, and I have fedoras from it. Italy. I had a fedora when I was like 14. Yeah, that's right. That's probably when I had it. And I- then I realized I was a dick. <laughs> I used to rock fedoras and bowling shirts. Like, I was yeah. real cool. <laughs> Dude, that's a very cool look. <laughs> people would stop. Awesome. You'd, be, you'd be longboarding through town, and people would stop and be like, Hey, dude. <laughs> Why you, How'd you get so cool? Why you got that mayonnaise in your hand? <laughs> oh. The next job Homer worked was at a respected city title insurance company. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, a nuclear power plant. <laughs> well, that, yeah. that would be interesting. 
Um, there he kind of came across as a rich man too, right off the bat. People thought his clothing was odd. Um, he was really good at his job, but he made people in the office very uncomfortable. Ooh. Uh, his boss, Saul Fromsk, uh, once, <laughs> once picked up one of Homer's newspapers that he always carried around. He kind of just picked it up on the desk and, uh, out came Homer's lunch. Oh, it yeah. 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 It was just, I don't know what it was. was but it we could, Was it soup? <laughs> a giant salmon just pops yeah. out of his newspaper. Minestrone. Maybe like three week old lo mein or something. I don't know. The vegetable one because it's cheaper than chicken. I don't know. I mean, there's always, I feel like everyone can relate to the guy at work that is really good, but like, he's just fucking weirdo. Like, leave me alone, Steven. Uh, leave me alone. Well, who's Steven? I don't know. I'm making this man up. Oh, okay. But I know someone that's like that. What's, Stop what's, being so nice and good at your job. What's uh, that guy's real name? Um, Homer. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Uh, when Frumsk asked Homer why he walked eight miles to work every day, Homer said that taking a subway was a waste of money. <laughs> uh, upon realizing that Homer's shoes were paper thin, he offered him a retroactive raise and promotion on the spot to cover getting some new shoes for him because he really liked him. I gotta start doing Homer's doing. Retroactive all brand new shit, promotions. It doesn't work like that today where everyone's squeezing every single penny (laughs) and, you know, Netflix is more important than paying someone else to do something important. Oh, Um, man, would Homer have a fucking uh, aneurysm if he found out the price of the subway now, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Right, so uh, Homer was so insulted by this act of kindness that Saul had offered that he just left the office and never came back or ever went to work again for that matter. Wow. <laughs> that was the end of his career. He so he had prima donna. Yep. He had uh, two years of work under his belt. Dunzo. How dare you be so nice to me? I'm out of here. Yep. So Langley never worked outside of his nights as a concert pianist. Ah, uh, penis. Um, the two withdrew from any socializing and isolated themselves inside the mansion that seemed to be collecting some mass. Uh, shortly after their mother died, construction of the Triborough Bridge began, and this was the ni- this is nineteen twenty nine ish. The neighborhood had become a ghetto the last fifteen years that they've been living there. But Homer saw the new bridge would bring uh, some value back into the neighborhood, so he purchased the house directly across the street from him mm. as an investment property. Little Homer's second home, mm-hmm. home away from <laughs> home. He just has his vacation house. So, to quote the real estate agent who sold them the property, whose name was Claremont Morris. Oh, that's a cool these name. These names, dude. Yeah. They met me at the Farmer's Loan and Trust Company in old-fashioned clothes, gates ajar collars, high old-time socks, and queer old hats. The brothers <laughs> pulled out money from their pockets. $7,500 cash. Oh, my oh, God. What? Yeah, wow. they paid for the property right there and then. Uh, Morris ended up becoming the only person that the Colliers would consider a friend. I imagine all these these bills that they're handing them are all like crumpled, like <laughs> fucking like mustard stained. Trying to yeah, we were, them. He's like, oh, I have a hundred right here. Hold on. We were just talking about it before off the show about uh, I used to have Travis pockets, so I'd come over. You know, yeah, so on top out. of the fucking sex beast of a fedora move and the yeah. bowling shirts, <laughs> you'd wear you... cargo pants. Y- yeah, cargo, cargo pants. pants. Are awesome. And I would have so much shit in my pockets, I just wish it was $7,500 I was pulling out. <laughs> it was more like, you know, uh, ice cream cone wrappers <laughs> and like, you know, crumpled receipts. It's a good time. Yeah, that was the equivalent of about 130 
thousand dollars today. Also, can I add a lot of open condom wrappers? Because I was getting so much from that fucking fedora. You know what I mean? All right. At the end of this episode, uh, at the end of this episode, any listeners, I'd like you to write in and perhaps tell us which one of these facts is a lie. (laughs) There's only one that's a lie. There's just one, unless Langley has got me on a spin. So this is Morris on being the first person to be invited into the house since the mother died. The windows, or what was left of them, hadn't been washed in years. Those broken by the neighborhood boys had been replaced by boards. Great piles of newspapers, boxes, and old wood were heaped in the hall. Behind the scattered sections of the automobile stood a couple pianos. Langley told me that he had more than ten. I believed him. (laughs) Even in daylight, it was so dark, Langley held a lamp to guide me. Oh my god. Langley told him that he had simplified their lives so they weren't using gas or electricity at this point. He also told them that they simplified their diet. I believe they lived for the most part on peanut butter and black bread. Oh my Ugh. god. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Yum yum. Peanut, peanut butter, butter, black bread. Yum. So they're walking around in like a cave. Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. With like what? ten pianos and an automobile. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like they brought a a car into their apartment. Yeah, how they yeah. do that? It was Herman's, their father's. He had a, a Ford Model <laughs> T, and when it broke down, uh, Langley disassembled it on the street and brought piece by piece in. Oh my god! Oh my! Oh god. shit! That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And you were saying they had, even in daylight, they had to navigate with, like, an oil lamp? Yes. But it, but it also sounds like these brothers collected books and newspapers out the ass. So I'm just imagining, like, they live in one big tinderbox yeah. and work by oil light and have no problem. Pretty much. It's like, this is fine. Super smart. Super smart Jeez. men. Yeah, that's spot on. Looking at vaginas. and So uh, Morris is their only friend, and they ended up hanging out. Two more times. <laughs> the first Only? time, yeah, the first time they showed up at his house unannounced at 10 p.m. They hung out and talked art, literature, philosophy till about 2 a.m. Morris offered to see them home. They intended to walk back to their place, which was about a hundred blocks. Morris decided to walk with them, but tapped out around 80. <laughs> took a cab back. Damn, oh my God. Nice. Shortly after that, someone tried to break into the Collier house, so the brothers decided that one of them has to remain home at all times. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's psychotic. Yep. So, I I mean, I'm going to pull this. Uh, for anyone that uh, watches Always Sunny, sounds like the, the Poilin brothers or whatever. How do you oh, the McPoyles? McPoyles. McPoyles. Yeah, 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 the McPoyles. <laughs> Kind of. Yeah, they're like, oh, I drink milk. and <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's really good, because right? that's going to tie into the story a bit later. All right, so, like, that's what I'm picturing, this, like, unibrow, you know, my, oh, my mom's my cousin's uncle. <laughs> yeah, here's all this shit I got. You want to try it? Imagine that, uh, the McPoyles, but in, like, 1910s garb. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, Morse's next encounter was with just Homer, and he woke up. To Homer knocking on Morris's drain pipe at about 10 p.m. Wait, what? Uh, Homer went to Morris's house and just started knocking on the drain pipe. That's how he got his attention. Why not the door? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Knock three times on the feeling <laughs> if you want me. It's old school song. doorbell. Yeah. So Homer had come to inform Morris that he was going blind and never planned to leave their house again. 
Oh my god! Wow, it just gets worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, this gets this gets uh, <laughs> this gonna take a. Sense oh, we have of a humor. ride ahead of us. So yeah. much, so much burning whale oil. I can't see anymore. I'm sorry, buddy, <laughs> but I'm not leaving the house no more. Yeah, <laughs> spermaceti. And it was true. Homer did lose his sight. The only time Homer was seen outside of the house after this was New Year's Eve, 1940, where Langley was seen leading his brother around on an errand. Wow. So oh, with like a leash and collar. <laughs> you can imagine that. Yeah, a little gimp mask on. Giddy up, Homer. Now, I'm going to mention our uh, one of the sources for all, a lot of this information now. Which second, this is the first-hand source. The, uh, the ghosty men is a second-hand source. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, the guy, Franz Lids, did all of his research through papers written by Helen Warden. Now, Helen Warden, she's a reporter who started getting information straight from Langley Collier to set some rumors straight. You see, they were so strange that people were kind of fascinated with what was going on. Wait, so also now Harlem's like the hood, right? So it's like... Yeah. Right, so like all these like all these black guys are moving in. They're like, what the fuck's wrong with these dudes? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Freak right? show. Imagine moving into your apartment and being like, you guys own that whole house? You only come out at night? <laughs> like vampires. There's two of you in there? Um, yeah, so she did actually get some information from Langley. She wanted to clear up some of the myths about the brothers, and she saw how people in the neighborhood and even uh, extended neighborhoods kind of knew about these guys because they were just so fucking bizarre. But Langley only gave certain information out, and he would refrain from talking about other topics. And sometimes he would be caught dead in a lie, like the Speedwell. The oh. mystery behind these two flea bags grew even further with this. Langley thought it would clear things up and people would just leave him alone, but it just made it worse. <laughs> these were kind of like the Kardashians of the 1930s and 40s. Gross, disgusting fart tubes <laughs> with a lot of money that didn't contribute anything, and people were fascinated by their lifestyle. Right. You're right. But it seems like they're much <laughs> less photogenic than the Kardashians. Well, yeah. They, they didn't want the fame. But well, at it, the same time, it's that same kind of interest. I mean, vanity is totally subjective. Yeah, but they didn't have the... What Cody's trying to say, they didn't have the bootay of any of the Kim Kardashian. Well, that's true. <laughs> but, I mean, true. nowadays, you know, I mean, nowadays, like, I'm saying, these little cum boys, like, they didn't have, like... They didn't have butt implants. They didn't have little Kane West's child. East West, what's his name? Northwest. East, Northwest. Who cares? <laughs> um, yeah, so people were just kind of fascinated with them. And um, I don't know, I kind of chalked them up to a Kardashian-esque celebrity status because they didn't do anything. I get it, but it's like it's like Kim Kardashian but for like natural, national, National Enquirer. You know what I mean? Like Batboy shit. Seeing Bigfoot right? or some shit. Um, so later in 1940, Homer contracted rheumatism, which caused him to go... Permanently paralyzed. Whoa. What's that called again? Wow. Rheumatism? Rheumatism, yeah. Jeez. If it's not treated, it can fuck with you. Yeah. You're you're just like done in the joints. Holy Ooh. crap. Um, so Homer became entirely reliant on Langley. Uh, the two also had an aversion towards doctors. And with dad's old medical library laying around, Langley thought he'd be able to take <laughs> really good care of his brother. Dude, dad has, <laughs> dude, dad has so many of these badge books. Homer, like, open your mouth. You'll like get right, Homer. Right? <laughs> so this is what Langley told Warden the first time she asked about Homer. Homer and I decided we would not call any doctors. You see, we know too much about medicine. Doctors would remove Homer's optic nerve and he would be blind forever. They would <laughs> treat his rheumatism with drugs that would shorten Homer's life. 
No, we decided to do it our own way, by diet and rest. Homer eats 100 oranges a week and is improving. He can sit up a little bit now. I'm going to start doing that. (laughs) We believe in letting nature take its course. I cook his meals. Oh, they're anti-vaxxers. Yeah, big time. I cook his meals, and I have to cut up his meat into little cubes so he can eat it with a spoon. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) I have to bathe him and tend to all his wants. I used to read to him. We have all the classics in our library. I used to read Shakespeare and Dickens, but my eyes went bad too, so I stopped. So now we just talk and listen to the radio. When Homer first lost his sight, he used to see visions of beautiful buildings, always in red. He would describe them to me, and I would try to paint them as he directed. Someday, when Homer regains his sight, I will show him the paintings. It's kind of like Mice and Men. It's very strange. <laughs> Yo, let me just feed you these meat cubes, dog. And oh, like, yeah. I want to get these. It's the creepiest shit. <laughs> Mike, if I lose Don't my... Don't forget the hundred oranges. Yeah, Mike, yeah. If, if I lose my eyes, will you, like, cut out some oranges and feed me, I'll like... squeeze them into your eyes. Like a soccer mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Langley, you're doing wrong. You just gotta squeeze them into the fucking... <laughs> Yeah, but it's called vitamin C because yeah. you're supposed to see. Yeah. <laughs> right? Feed ah. just some carrots or something like that. Yeah, just oh, yeah. ram those carrots. He's like that scene from Ace Ventura when Nature Calls, where he has the asparagus in his mouth and the oranges <laughs> in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so how old are these boys right now? Are they like crusty old men, or are they like right what? at this point, 1940? Yeah, they're they're old men. Okay. They've already had the reputation of being creepy and weird. Uh-huh. But uh, one thing that this fucking book, Ghosty Men, does really bad is it doesn't give you much of a timeline. Okay. I'm like, I read the whole thing. It's not very big. And honestly, pick it up. It's pretty interesting. Uh, the The author himself talks a bit about a couple of his family members that were like this. And I think that's why he wants to cover this. I hate when they do that. It was interesting, though. Oh, okay. Like some of the anecdotes about his uh, uncle Arthur... Right. And how similar he was. So I understood because it was right. it was a direct correlation. I got that. But the timeline is fucked in this book. So if I have any timeline shit off, sorry. I don't, tried my best. Don't pick up the book. I mean, this is called Ghosty Men. Don't pick up the book Ghosty Main because I don't think that guy knows how to write or read. <laughs> <laughs> Ghosty Main. I like the cover of it. Yeah. It's like a newspaper. So it wasn't entirely just oranges and peanut butter and black bread. During World War II, when U.S. citizens had to get ration tickets to evenly distribute items like sugar, flour, and meat, the brothers never signed up for it because they didn't like the government that much. Instead, Homer, before he was blind, he would go to a butcher shop that was a couple avenues over. Every Saturday night, he would ask for a free pound of meat and tell Hyman Schwartz, the owner, that he was a poor man. Hyman Schwartz felt pretty bad for Homer, so he gave him the meat. And this went on for about 14 years, until one day, Homer entered the store with Langley in tow. He told Schwartz that his eyes hurt and he couldn't see anymore. He left the shop, and Langley continued the ritual of picking up the meat. So this is their source of protein. Just one guy who felt bad for them, who thought they were poor. And also, can we address the beaver in the room right now? Because his name is Hyman Schwartz. Yes. Yeah. Which is actually really close to Gene Simmons' real name. Yeah? Yeah, he's a hymen, too. Oh, hymen. Uh There's a lot of vagina in this episode. (laughs) Too much, one would say. No, Mm -hmm. never too much. Were they just eating raw meat? They didn't even cook it? No, um, Langley would cook it. They make a hamburger? Probably with lamp oil. (laughs) With whale oil, uh, 
burn it up. He'd, well, he'd yeah. start up the old Model T and just cook it on the fucking put, radiator. Put yeah, the old black like bread it. on it. I was going to say hot butter. Hot plate. Um, yeah, apparently Homer, not Homer, Langley did try to hook up the engine of the Model T to make a generator. <laughs> But uh, no one confirm it. No one could confirm if that actually worked. <laughs> I'm just gonna go say no. It didn't work. Just yeah. picture them in, his, in the fucking car, and he's just like, "It's not working." But I feel kind of tired. Yeah. All the smoke. <laughs> Dude, Homer, Homer wake up! Yeah. Wake up Homer, Homer, are you sleepy, bro? <laughs> uh, and also, they would just ask one of their neighbors for sugar when they needed it. Dude, I mean, how old school? I want. I kind of want to do that. I don't know any of my neighbors. Should I just knock on their door and be like, "Excuse me, can I have some sugar?" <laughs> yeah, but then you'll just get stevia or something like that. Oh, I don't want some stevia. No, it's two packets of Splenda. <laughs> no, I feel like someone would probably call the cops on me if I just knocked on their door and asked for sugar, though. Right? Mm. That's so weird. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I, I feel like it depends on what kind of container you show up. To collect the sugar with. Like a yeah. burlap sack, right? That's okay. That would get the cops called on you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's in the sack, man? Oh, it's just mouse traps and razors. Yeah, it's for the <laughs> sugar. You put it put your hand in. <laughs> yeah, you gotta put it in with your hand. And don't wash your hand. <laughs> don't wash your Go hand. to bed with it. Put it right on, on your face. <laughs> so Langley had stopped leaving the house before midnight for the most part. Sometimes he would walk as far as Williamsburg, Brooklyn which I think was about an eight-mile walk, just to get bread. Yeah, that's a really... You have to walk over, like, a bridge, at it, least. Yeah. And that's a... Because one thing I've always wanted to do is walk all the entire distance of Manhattan. Yeah, you, I like walking. I mean, you could do it in a, in a day. But, like, just to get yeah. fucking bread? Like, yeah. just because uh, he was cheap. Just because he's cheap, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We had some technical difficulties, so you're hearing part two of the Call Your Brothers Recorded it about four days later. What year is it? <laughs> uh, what what am, am I? I? Whatever year it is, I hope Bill Gates is dead. Mm. God <laughs> damn it, Windows. God damn it, Billy. I'm convinced there's no such thing as a good OS anymore. No. And there never was. No, so when I say yeah. anymore... There's room for improvement. Yeah. The only good OS was the TI-95 calculator used on the space show. That's the only one? Got us to space. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and you can play Drug Wars on it. Yeah. Last we left off, the listeners, I mean, you you know what's going on. Walking for bread. Oh, yeah. He's a bread boy. Yeah, so Langley's out there. He's walking for bread. Now, the Collier brothers were never without their financial woes. Not because they didn't have money. Because on top of their father leaving plenty, they also had a piece of land in Long Island that they used to uh, sell billboard space on. So Really? There was an agency collecting rent from the billboard company, and they were sitting on all this money, and they never collected it. What, what was the billboard for? Was it for the Wiz? It could have been. Nobody beats nobody, the Wiz. Nobody beats the Wiz, unless <laughs> it's the year 2000. In which what case, a local joke. Yeah, in which case, Best Buy beat the Wiz. They never collected the rent. The bank actually tried to evict them from their house several times. 
because they didn't uh, pay the mortgage on it. Now they had bought the property across the street outright, but the house they were living in still had some mortgage payments to go. They had also been living without gas, water, and electricity since their bills had been long overdue. They stopped opening the mail. Mm. Who, who needs? Best way to do it. And they used lamp oil for light and heat. And they used a water pump that was just a few blocks over to get any of their drinking water. <laughs> the bare necessities. That's all they need. Yeah. True uh, queens. You should never drink from public water fountains because someone has put their balls on the. Travis, oh, are you the guy putting <laughs> your balls? Well, yeah, anywhere. If you're in a high school, there's been balls on that. Did you ever see the kids that used to like put their lips on it because like the water wouldn't come up all the way? Ugh, ugh, oh, sense. they're dead now. <laughs> all of those kids are dead now. <laughs> That's why you vax your children. They did it once. So the investment house across the street that I just mentioned, it actually ended up getting repossessed due to lack of an income tax payment. Langley oh. thought that they didn't have income, so uh, they did, but he thought they didn't. <laughs> so he's like, why am I paying income tax? When the house went up for auction, nobody bid on it, and the state had to buy it at the auction minimum of $100. Oh, Then oh, the no. tax man came back to offer the house back to Homer, but the Colliers had stopped opening their, opening their mail, like I said a long time ago. So the house just went to the state. Imagine what their mailbox looked like. Dude, I, I think they burned the mail for heat. <laughs> no, they just saved it somewhere. That's like the the parlor is all the mail that they just... Next to the Model T. Their mailbox looked exactly like their brownstone. There's <laughs> like a bird making a nest in it. <laughs> I let my mail kind of like... Because most of my mail I sent to... I never changed my address to my last address. So most of the mail that I get at my apartment is just garbage. So I just let it build up for Clever. a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, this is... I like look through it real quick, and this is all garbage. And then you feed it to the fish <laughs> at yeah. the Hexer Park. Yeah, and then I put it in my bathroom in the bathtub. It's slowly filling. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that $100 that the tax man offered to sell the house back to them... Uh, way, way less than the property tax. So they would have gotten away with highway robbery had they just bought it yeah. back. Dumb butts. Yeah. Jeez. But that's, uh, you know, that's how the Colliers roll. Yeah. All Woo. right. Well, they know everything about tax because they read it in a book. That's true. Yeah. Doctor book. Helen had continued publishing the goss about the Collier brothers in the paper. And she wouldn't just stick to, like, Langley's own words. She would talk to other neighbors, and sometimes she would publish some rumors. And a couple of the rumors were uh, he uh, kept a Ford Model T in the basement. He carries Uh all of his money in a carpet bag. He doesn't believe in banks. He's got a boat in the attic, and he owns half of the waterfront. Wait, he owns half of... He owns half of... This was the rumor he owns half of uh, Manhattan's waterfront? Yes. It's a rumor. Uh, that one wasn't true. No, I don't think that one was <laughs> no. true. Yeah, but uh, Langley liked Goss, I guess, because he fired back. He could just kept his mouth shut if he was uh, a true hermit, you know? Yeah, right. mm-hmm. Who cares what they say? Okay. But he uh, he ate it up, and he found another reporter who was looking to talk, and uh, he said the following. He said, Rich, I'll do well to pay my taxes this year. A carpet bag? I never saw one. <laughs> I don't believe in banks. And keep all my money in the house? In the first place, my money consists of only very few dollars, all of which I keep in the bank. 
own half of the waterfront? My total property consists of my home, the house across the street, and a small piece of land on Long Island. An old car and a boat in my house? Asinine. Ridiculous. I mean, to be fair, there was a, a car and a boat in his house. <laughs> yeah, a little fibber. Yeah. A little fibber there. Yep. Wait, the Model wait. T. Mm-hmm. What was the boat? We mentioned the Model T, but what was the boat? Oh, that was his dad's canoe. But it was like a, a big old-timey canoe. Oh, like oh, jammed okay. in the corner of the house. Native American stuff. Not like <laughs> something you see at like Dick's. No, like... it was like something that was like 12 feet long. 30... It's enough to call it a boat and not just a dinghy. <laughs> you know? Okay. In 1939, the gas company sent some workers to the house to collect the meters that had gone unused for over a decade. The meter was on a wall on the side of the house. And at this point, Langley refused to come to the door at all for anyone. <laughs> uh, a couple of the workers had to climb to the second story ledge. And uh, this is because the, the front door was totally blocked up with papers. Jeez, uh, Jesus. Yeah, he had barricaded himself in. And he himself would only exit from the second story window in but the back. He can't even get out Jeez. of his own house. What an idiot. Yeah, right? Like, what if you need to go to the bathroom on the front lawn? I mean, I'm not a stickler for rules, but... He's peeing out the window, probably, on oh, his yeah. front lawn. Sounds like a fire hazard. You know that they had a pee corner. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, like, they weren't using the bathroom. They were like, everyone just go in that corner. <laughs> they didn't even have plumbing. Yeah. Even if they use the bathroom, it just turns into a bucket after a while. <gasps> <laughs> it becomes the pee corner. So this event drew a crowd of a few hundred people, one of them being our friend Helen Warden the reporter. Langley stated mm-hmm. that when he tried to grab the meter back from one of the workers, someone hit him with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> this is my gas meter. The old stick. Yeah. My worst enemy. He fell to the ground yelling, take your meter. He was staring at our uh, reporter friend who had made her way through the crowd to the front. And he's yelling at her going, this is all your fault. Like he's putting himself back together. Because <laughs> now he was truly a celebrity. This went from a neighborhood thing to all of a sudden everyone in New York City is reading about the Collier Brothers. This is on the front page whenever they're filling for time. Now, did this reach, because this is so strange, did this reach outside of New York? It did. Like, well, this was on national, really? like, headline. well, not headlines, but, like, in the paper somewhere? The whole tri-state area knew. So you had okay. Connecticut and New Jersey who were all getting publications talking about the Collier Brothers. And then Jersey took uh, the format that the Colliers used for their apartment and applied it to their state. Oh! They embraced it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's joke writing. That's real classic joke <laughs> See writing. See what I did there? See what I did there? So, Amazing. Uh, the house is super stinky. And even though nobody had uh, been in the interior before for over a decade, the curious neighbors would often call the police and tell them someone had died. Stunk oh, to it high hell. Suck to be their neighbor. Yeah, like oh. hated dead rats and cats everywhere. Just looking at them to the second story of your apartment, just like just standing there in this filth. You know what the thing about the pee corner is? When you don't have a bathroom, it also is the poop corner. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> so if you and I, you know if you live in the next house over, that that poop smell will go into the walls. You know those like really fancy toilets where some of them have the two buttons depending if you pooped or peed? Oh yeah. This Same all right, water? so this is the opposite. It just doesn't have any buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, zero button toilet. They yeah. I think they were just like really eco-friendly. Like have you ever seen those chicks that there's one chick online where it's like everything I used for an entire year is in this satchel. I haven't seen oh. that person. Oh, okay. I haven't been plagued with that yet. <laughs> oh, it, it's like it's like when they go and get their granola like they use they don't use tampons, they use cups, and, like, all their shit is, like, all in one tiny little bag. 
So the Collier oh. brothers do the same thing, just saving the plant by putting it all in their apartment. They do. I mean, uh, yeah, Langley, right? he would be seen after midnight, of course, scouring the streets of New York City with a, a cardboard box that had like a leash on it, like a dog, and he would just drag, <laughs> uh, he would drag his finds behind him. And he can, oh. In 1942, oh the police sergeant named John Collins decided to follow through with one of these many rumors of Homer's death. Because mm. obviously people were seeing okay. Langley and they're going, this place yeah. fucking stinks. Someone's dead in there. So he persuaded Langley to let him into the house. Because often Langley would just come to the door or the window and be like, no, he's fine. Don't worry about him. <laughs> he's alive. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Langley was kind of fed up with this. So he opened up the front door somehow. He was able to get the officer in and then Langley led him through the house it took him about a half hour it's MTV crib style yes <laughs> a half hour episode of MTV cribs but instead of uh, luxurious bathtubs and Maseratis it was just tunnels of garbage and booby traps that he had to avoid hitting <laughs> one of Langley's favorite pastimes was the booby trap design he did go to Columbia uh, wink wink for engineering <laughs> I mean, oh. so, so we saw a picture of these tunnels, and they are legitimate get-on-your-hands-and-knees yeah. tunnels. Yes. Which we will post like on our nests. Instagram. Yeah, Nest is a perfect term for this, because after this half hour of weaving through this house, keep in mind, uh, when's the last time that you walked a half hour through any house? True, right? Uh, to get to anywhere, you know? Yeah, that's... If you have to walk three minutes to get from one room to another, that's a giant that's a house. Problem, yeah. That's yeah. a really big house. Yeah. Um, so finally, they reached Homer in what seemed to be a trash nest. <laughs> oh, like a little trash goose. He was like isolated. They had to they popped shrine. out of a tunnel. Yeah, like some kind of Winnie the Pooh the living Homer in a shrine. tree situation. <laughs> Except instead of honey, it was just rat piss. Oh. So to quote John Collins, I switched on my flashlight, and there was Homer sitting up like a mummy. He was on a cot, burlap bag beneath him, with an old overcoat oh. on the foot of the cot. I am Homer L. Collier, the lawyer, the old man said in a deep voice. I want your name and shield number. I am not dead. <laughs> to which John Collins replied, why are you sitting with your knees up to your chin? Homer responded, my legs are doubled with rheumatism. I will never lie down again. Oh, that sounds so miserable. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, like, I'm laughing at it, but like now that I'm thinking about it, like that shit is fucking creepy. Yes. You just yeah. turn your flashlight on, and there's a guy, like... Like Benjamin Button, I'm just picturing him. He's, like, first born as an old man. Uh, yeah. It's baby old. fetus, that's like, just old as shit. Now, do we know why he went blind? One of the sources said it was a series of strokes. Okay. Oh. But... Oh, wow. This story has holes in it. Yeah, like, I'm just picturing he turns his lights on, right? And there's that old, you know, the old Homer in that position. He's got all cataracts all in his oh. eyes. So it's all, like, white. Oh, like, I've had that. I feel like he's damp. Like, he's just, like, really, like, wet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just Super probably, wet. like, mopping. Yeah, you know, just probably uh, moldy walls and shit. Oh. <sighs> yeah, so we got, we got human bread. <laughs> he's a crouton. These colliers were never without their woes. And I'm not just talking about the ones that they did to themselves, like, you know, never cleaning or <laughs> not seeing doctors or whatever. Um, in June 1946, police found two intruders on the Collier property stealing their plumbing. 
Which, I mean, come on. It's fine. Oh, no. Yeah, they're not using it. There's yeah. nothing here. <laughs> so one dude got away, and the other dude got charged. The police got him. And uh, they wanted to charge him, but since Langley owned the property, they had to subpoena Langley to come out of the house and go to court. Oh, fuck. Jeez. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm pretty sure they did that as a move to get Langley out of the house, because yeah. reporters were everywhere for this like little right. case. He really didn't need to be there. No, no. But also, like... Impressive that you're stealing the plumbing. How the fuck did you find it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Why would you want to go in there? Yeah. Well, this is the Great Depression, right? Like 1939 ish. Uh, almost 40s, out of it. right? Uh, this 40s? right now is 46. Oh, 46. Yeah, we are bouncing around a bit, so I got the confusion. Reporters were psyched that Langley had been there, so they asked him some stuff, and he says, "Living in Harlem the past 40 years has been nothing but harassment." The reporters then ask him about Homer. To which he said, I cook all his food for him, and he's never had indigestion. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Homer weighs 200 pounds and is in great shape. Big boy. I treat him myself, and we've never had a doctor. I've lost 50 pounds in that time because I have never slept, but I'm not complaining. Oh, I have a way of relaxing without sleeping, so I can be ready to answer my brother whenever he needs anything. Ah, oh, so creepy. It's so weird. Yeah. Oh, just relaxing in the dark. <laughs> for, for years. Just watching Homer rest. <laughs> oh, fuck. Jesus He's fucking Christ. Rocking back and forth. Homer! Are you hungry? Right? <laughs> I'm relaxed. Maybe Langley's one of those guys who's like, uh, he's like a Greek mom and he's actually keeping Homer awake. Are you okay? <laughs> Are you okay? Do you need anything? Oh. Do you need a water? I can go get a water. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, kids threw rocks through the windows and Langley would board the windows up. And this would let in even less light. I think there was only like two <laughs> intact windows by the time this house was actually uh, uh. gone through. <laughs> Langley was leaving the house less and less. One of the few people that would spot him was his neighbor, Miriam Fasson. Langley actually liked talking to her because she was really nice and he would open up with information. She wasn't the press. She didn't really talk to anyone. Uh, but she did end up talking to the press later. But I'm going to tell you um, a little quote from her. Describing Langley. Okay. Um, oh, God. She asked how he was doing, and he goes, Not so good. My brother isn't well. If he dies, I'm going to jump in the river. He's all I have to live for. Oh. Besides, the police would hold me because I didn't have a doctor for him. I'd rather be dead than to go through all that. When Homer dies, tell them to look for me in the river. Jeez. Oh. So that's Man, a good that's way pretty to psychotic. Dark. Yeah, yeah, right? Just go get a doctor. Go get yeah, a doctor, right. get some fresh air, bring your bro- drag o- your brother outside, up, you transfer know? some money. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> do anything Go to the else? bank and find out if you have any money or not. Did you ever have, like, that childhood anxiety of, like, trying to keep a Tamagotchi alive? You'd go on, like, a slumber party and come back and just be dead, and you'd, you know what I mean? You're like, what do I do? Do I flush the Tamagotchi down the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> this is the same thing, but, like, much more poop. And IRL. Instead of a Tamagotchi, it's just a mess of twisted jeans and bones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should make a uh, Homer Tamagotchi. <laughs> yeah, we should. So speaking of a dying Homer Tamagotchi, someone asked me how Homer died. When did, how did he do the thing that he do when he died? I'm so glad you asked. What he said. 
On March 21st, 1947, the police got a tip from a Charles Smith saying that the house smelled even worse than usual. <laughs> like oh. a dead body was in there or something. Mm. So the police went to check in with Langley just to I'm, make sure the smell was just uh, trash or I'm, a dead cat. Yeah, I'm sure there were plenty of dead bodies, <laughs> like cats and rats and raccoons. Yeah, gotta be know. a lot of those. Yeah, a lot of trash pandas in there. Mm-hmm. Shit and piss everywhere, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah piss. If, if you have enough maybe. piss and poop, it will smell like a dead body. I mean, that's pretty much what a dead body is, piss and poop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the responding officer knocked on the drain pipe, because I guess... That was the only way Langley would talk to people, to let no Langley was outside. No response. At this point, there was no doorbell at all. It had been ripped off. And the front door had been, like I said, rebarricaded with garbage. <laughs> the officer attempted to enter through every window in the basement and first floor, proving impossible. He made his way up to the second floor where the gas man went, and he was able to break into a bedroom window. He then called for backup, and they began digging through some of the trash for the next five hours. They then came across Homer's dead body, sitting upright, wearing nothing but a blue bathrobe. Oh, my God. Uh, It was the same room they had broken into. Wait, he was buried in the trash? No. This is his nest. They find the nest, and it was in the same room that they had broken into. So imagine five hours to dig through that shit. Jesus Christ. Wait, wait, but if they broke in that room, so he must have been buried, though, yeah. right? Or was he just in a, he was in like a ring of garbage? He was in a ring of garbage, okay. and they had enough shit against the walls and windows where they had to get through oh that. Oh, my <laughs> A little temple of trash. Yeah, dude. That's Ugh. so weird. Yeah. And he's still in that, like, knees up. Yeah, Who's he, that? <laughs> yeah, he died like that on the Fuck. chair. You can actually find a picture of the chair. That was one of the few items salvaged oh. online. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, they saved that. <laughs> uh, they. It's probably okay. not around today, but there's pictures of it. It's probably in, like, a Ripley's Believe It or Not somewhere. It's probably in a museum. You can, like, smell it. I hope I hope it's where it belongs, in L.A., where all the good storytelling takes place. <laughs> so that's it, creepy. Yeah, it is. Gross. They then lowered Homer's body down to the sidewalk by crane. This was the first time he had left the apartment in seven years. The coroner's office determined that Homer died of starvation and had only done so about 10 hours before he arrived to the office. So he wouldn't have been stinky then after 10 hours. No, we're going to find out because... Yeah, where'd Langley go? Jumped in the river? We're going to find out. (laughs) So excited, I want to know. We're going to find out. Where is the brother's keeper? A good part of the police force involved believed that this Charles Smith, who led the tip in, was actually Langley. Because, like he said to the neighbor before, if Homer died, he would be held. Yeah. And he wanted to get out of there. Yeah. So, which is actually true. If you're watching someone, they die of neglect. You're you're probably getting some kind of... Definitely. Charge. Yeah. Oh, you just take care of the people that are around you and make sure they can go pee-pee where they need to go pee-pee and make that sure you eat them when you eat things when you're supposed to eat things. If they can walk and reason, then it's not your problem. Yeah. As soon as they can't walk or reason, you, you got to take care of that person. It's true. Yeah. 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 Amazon Prime didn't exist back then. So I can't wait till we have old people drones. Like flying drones and they're just old people on them. I'd like that. Like that's how you deal with them. You just send them up into like. (laughs) They might have to get really expensive surgery to hollow their bones out. Yeah, like birds. Just like birds of old people. Mm Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. (laughs) So the police had uh, dug through the the trash a little bit longer, but then they decided that they were gonna 
put some milk out for the cat. Wink, wink. Huh? Huh? So they were going to take the weekend off because they found Homer on a Friday and wait for Langley to come back. Uh, A Wall Street lawyer reported seeing Langley before the police even officially began looking. The police search didn't begin until Monday. Till uh, you know, they let the weekend go by and no Langley. Holiday weekend. That was two days after Homer was found. Uh, the house had now become a destination point for weird tourists coming in from all over the place. Like you were saying before, Uh-oh. New Jersey, Connecticut, other Uh-oh. areas in New York. Doisy. Yeah, the police had to close off two surrounding blocks as the curious people swarmed. Ah. Because they started ripping apart the house again as they uh, didn't get their Langley back. The ah. milk didn't work. The spoiled brother-flavored milk. (laughs) So then they're just like... Jesus. They're just ripping shit out of this apartment. Look at all this free trash. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is some great stuff in here, but it all smells like... A Model T. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Reports of Langley sightings came flooding into the police. And most of the follow-ups were uh, actually pursued by the police. So you had hundreds of people Uh saying, I saw them Langleys. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone see Langley say, yeah. 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 For the most part, it was just dirty old men. Because New York City's got a lot of it. And he kind of just looked like a dirty old man, right? Yeah, that was his job, to look like a dirty old man who collected things. He probably had a lot of stains on his pants. Probably, like, like mumbled a lot. Big beard. Multiple reports came in about Langley getting on a bus to leave town. So the FBI got involved, and their search stretched out for 11 states. Wow. Yeah, they looked at all the buses that left and tried to figure out where he could That's go. Huge. So like, their reasoning was like, this guy's really old. Florida. That's where he's going. Bingo. Oh. Or, or he's, he's either going south Oh, he's going north to Foxwoods. Where's the closest Waffle House? That's where I go. If I'm trying to skip town. That's it. Indian Casino, Waffle House, Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in each one of these states, reports came flooding in. Because old, dirty man everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we got some old men over here, but I don't know if it's the guy you're looking for. Are you Langley? Huh? <laughs> Might be Langley. <laughs> I knew Langley in the war. <laughs> Uh, so a hu- uh, a funeral was held for Homer, and the police hoped Langley would show up, but he didn't. The police searched the river based on Langley's neighbor's words. Uh, a body did show up, and it looked like Langley, but it was just another dirty old man. And also, oh. throw it back in. Also, when you're in the river, you kind of just bloat. <laughs> yeah, well, that looks like fat Langley. <laughs> A real estate agent came forward saying that a few weeks before Homer's death, Langley had visited his office saying that he had been in that house for too long and needed to get out soon. Ooh. Hmm. The Collier house was a nightmare. The police began digging through it for about a day or two, but eventually hired some professional honks (laughs) to clear the house. Oh, those are good guys. Absolutely. It stunk like way too much. It was uh, a hazard, in a way. And there was all the booby traps. And keep in mind, these are New Yorkers saying, oh, that stinks too much. Yes. (laughs) When New Yorkers say that's odiferous, that shit reeks. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I'll vouch for that. Mm -hmm. But also, hold on. You mentioned booby traps before. What were these booby traps? Oh, so he he had two types. Okay. Uh, One where he would, like, line up cans, and you would 
it was a tripwire. Like a to, noise. Yeah, to let let them know that someone was in the house. I'm okay. sure they were set off by raccoons all the time. Maybe that was keeping Homer and Langley awake. Yeah. Jeez. Oh. And then the other uh, type, he had constructed walls of shit and also a tripwire. And if you tripped it, it would come collapsing down on you. And you would oh uh, you'd be covered in garbage. Yeah, last decade's newspaper and bread <laughs> oh, boxes. Jesus Christ. Fuck. A trash blanket. Ooh, piss. Ugh. So because of the hazardous work, they ended up hiring these hunks at 120 bucks a day. Sign me up. Now, back, That's obscene. back in 1947, this was about $1,400 in today's money. $1,400 a day? Yeah, to be a hunk. <laughs> I would do it if you could wear a gas mask. You can like, wear whatever the hell you want, yeah. man. Yeah. Why not? The building authority was afraid that someone would trigger a fall and the floor would cave in. So we ordered the whole place to be evacuated and said that they had to work from the top floor down. They put ladders up to the roof oh and broke God. through the skylight and started tossing shit out the top windows. Like old <laughs> mannequins and weird shit like that. And uh, that would just land on the, on the, uh, on the sidewalk and on their <laughs> front lawn. And there were probably about 500 people a day watching this. Just, just grabbing shit, hanging out front. No, outside. no one really wanted to grab it. They just wanted to see the shit go down. You know, it's it's kind of cool watching a mannequin go out of a window. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I'd watch it nowadays. Yeah, I mean, there's like YouTube channels for that too. People drop shit off a tall building. I want uh, one of those ladies with the small bags to get dropped off one of those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But also think about that. It, this how this apartment, this brownstone had a, a skylight. Like, imagine how gorgeous this place probably was. This was beautiful. Yeah, it's probably like a. An amazing building. And they just filled it with trash! Absolute mansion. And they destroyed it. I'm thinking it was haunted. That's why they they did that. I think think they're actually... I think Bam Margera reincarnated. He just wanted to (laughs) trash that fucking... Bam Margera is Langley... He's like, I'm out there yeah. with Steve-O. We're going to go put some newspapers in here, dude. <laughs> I'm just going to be pissed. <laughs> Bam, what you bring all this stuff in the house for? So let's talk about some items that were in the house as the workers kept bringing shit. Oh, God. 14 pianos, 10 of which were grand. Fuck. What? Yeah. How? How? Oh my God. How do you do that? The Ford Model T. We found a, a full human uh-huh. skeleton. Oh. Wait a minute. You got to explain It was that. a medical skeleton that they uh, had kept from their dad's. I, I, I don't know why he needed that. Because he was a gynecologist, <laughs> but I guess he w- collected weird medical things as well. <laughs> this is where the baby vagina bone goes here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, a two-headed baby in a jar, which that's pretty cool. Oh fuck me! Yeah, a little creepy. A little more uh, medical stuff. Just like pickled, pickled babe. <laughs> uh, an early X-ray machine, two pipe organs, five violins, a uh, a cello wrapped labeled. Stradivarius, which if you know anything about stringed instruments, a Stradivarius is worth millions. Uh, But that was a knockoff. (laughs) The library had 25,000 books. Wow. That's a lot of books. Shit. Endless newspapers. There were rats, cats, corpses of all those rats and cats. (laughs) Uh, Shit and piss everywhere, Mm. including uh, jars of... Langley Peep. and Homer's poo-poo and pee-pee. Poo-poo pee-pee jars? Yeah. This one felt the best. I'm keeping this one. Why did they save those? I don't know, dude. People still do that today. There's a weird phenomenon. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's people... part of myself. Get a big shit. Gotta bottle it up. Oh. <laughs> dude, don't do that. Participate in this, Mike? 
Uh, I didn't think about it till now, but it kind of sounds, uh... Is something clicking with you? Uh, Mike, you gonna become a... Nothing, let's change subject. <laughs> Mike, you be a, gonna be a Jankum dealer? Possibly. <laughs> oh my goodness. So 16 days passes since Homer had died, and no sight of Langley. Uh, H. Walter Skidmore, the public administrator in charge of the Collier Affairs, and his assistant, Archie Matthews, were going through some of the mess. Skidmore says to Archie, hey, Archie, got that odor again. Look under that bump of papers. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And when Archie did, he said, oh, God, (laughs) Jesus Christ, I got him by the toe. Why? No one asked you to touch his feet. Well, he was going under the papers. I got your big toe. I, I hope with some kind of gloves, but uh, yeah. Or tongs. Uh, he, he had actually grabbed Langley by his toe. Oh! Uh, Langley had been pinned to the floor by one of his own booby traps. <laughs> uh, oh, no. What a he was, way to go out. He was, at most, ten feet away from Homer. Fuck. That's how much shit is in this place. Ugh. Where it took him 16 days Ugh. to unbury wow. him. Jeez. The body was facing Homer, arms reached out as if he was asking for help. He had been dead for about a month, which means Holy that Homer... Crap. Oh, fuck. He was, Homer was uh, unable to see or move and just kind of listened to his brother get smothered to death by one of his own contraptions. Dude! And then he just starved to death? Y- yeah, he starved to death. Oh. His hands, feet, and half of his face had been devoured by rats. The workers returned the next day and removed 16 tons of trash from that room alone, where Homer and Langley died. The grand total of trash removed from the house was 136 tons of garbage. What? That's a lot of garbage. No, that's too much. That's structurally unsound. Yeah, I think that's why the building inspector said, start from the top. Yeah, (laughs) right? Yeah, smart, smart, smart inspector. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it had a car in there. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, that's so fucking horrifying. <laughs> this is nightmare stuff. Yeah, this is nightmare for you. Tom, we're not a true crime podcast. I'm not trying to have nightmares here. Dude, I... What the I'm, fuck's wrong with you? I don't do a true uh, true crime podcast. I always have a hard time saying true crime podcast. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, I know we're not that, but these guys are gross, and yeah. um, they're actually pretty well-known. Uh, for people who are a bit older than us, boomers. Oh, their the parents, boomers. U- the boomers used to say Ooh. when they were kids, their parents would tell them, clean up your room. You don't want to be a collier. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, it was like common knowledge. Huh. Because it circulated like fucking crazy. Well, I guess it's not really a uh, crime, really. It's just kind of gross. Yeah, it's just kind of being like it, it's filthy. It's a crime against nature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're safe. I think we're not a true crime. Yeah, we're, we're, it's not crime. Everything's fine. The house was in a state of disrepair, and it was ordered to be demolished. From the few salvageable items found in the 136 tons of trash, the city auctioned off a total of $1,892 worth of shit. I guess this is to help recoup some of the expenses that they uh, had to use, okay, public yeah. resources that they used in uh, finding them. Yeah, legit. Jeez. Hunks are expensive. Yeah. So, he, the cumulative estate of the Collier brothers at the time was valued at $91,000, which is about $1.2 million today. Sheesh. Yeah, so they didn't have to live like slobs. They could have hired people to clean for them. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, they, uh, anything. And they were both educated. They both could have worked. 
Uh, what do you think was wrong with them? What do you think like triggered them to be like that? But like they both had some kind of obsessive compulsive thing. They were inbred. Yeah. yeah, they were inbred. inbred. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's why you don't do uh, cousin fuck. Yeah, don't stick it in someone you know all too well's area. <laughs> yeah, don't do cousin fuck. Uh, so yeah, today there's a mini park where their house stood. Really? Yes, call your park. That's crazy. You can go there and you could. Uh, you can't smoke in it. Dump some trash there in their honor. Yeah, we yeah, should. Like. Like, why would they honor these gross boys of the little park? <laughs> well, it wasn't the state that bought it. It was someone else who oh. was fascinated with the story. Because well, the whole neighborhood was. I think it's appropriate. Oh, yeah. It's one of those parks where it's just like, we're not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. This is sacred oh, ground. This ground's haunted. Yeah, I gotcha. So they're both buried in an unmarked grave at Cypress Hill Cemetery in Brooklyn. Mad sick. <laughs> And to wrap this one, I have a question to pose to uh, you three gentlemen. The uh, really hard question is, you think these brothers were having sex with each other? <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to say that is the that is the thing Homer did to relax without sleeping. Uh, like just you said constant earlier, sex? Like he, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the fucking the Transformer acorn husk of a man uh, probably couldn't fight back. Oh, yeah. Oh, Homer. All right. So Langley. Langley. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I got the shit mongers confused. Excuse me. If I'm going to take care of you, brother, you're going to take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> Bite the pillow. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Uh, so, sorry for bringing this in, everyone. Mike, what, what do you think? Were they banging? I think Langley's just cranking one out next to Homer the whole time. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think he wants to let Homer know he's doing it, but like, he's probably cranking onto him. Is there a window open or something? <laughs> is there a tree flapping in the wind? Why are you giving me what milk? <laughs> well, I'm thinking he was also doing it for the structure, the structural integrity of the nest. You know, some birds like spit, and like their spit causes oh. like you know like a cement structure. Oh, like so for wet. his nest, he yeah. Lovely. So he's just jizzing on all these newspapers, making like a paper mache. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so his brother would be safe. All right. <laughs> what, wasn't wasn't Homer quoted as saying like I take care of all my brother's needs? Yes. Would, wouldn't wouldn't well, Langley uh, said that about Homer? Yeah. And, oh, okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't that uh, fall into the category? We can't rule that what out. If Homer's banging Langley, if and he, Langley's just laying he's there, just doing all the work though. Langley. Oh wow. Power bottom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what about all right? All right. So we're, look, we're um. <sighs> It's depressing, yeah, in a way, but it's also very silly, and uh, that's why you just—I said it right. Don't fuck cuz. <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is pretty disturbing. I mean, do you guys know any hoarders personally? I know Mike. You mentioned. Oh my god, yes. You mentioned you went into a hoarder's house, but I've been in a couple hoarders' houses when I've been installing air conditioners, and yeah. they're pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, just have a bunch of shit everywhere and like one little pathway to get to anywhere. <laughs> Jeez. Ugh. Like shit, like like empty boxes of shit. <laughs> Plastic containers everywhere. It's fucking crazy. Like there was no living room. Like there was furniture, but like there was just shit everywhere on top of all the furniture. <laughs> like, you couldn't even sit in there or like stand in there basically. What just, do these people do with their time? I, I don't know. It was Four. pretty bizarre. And the guy, w- w- he was like kind of ashamed of it. You like uh. kept apologizing to us because we had to like it's kind of hard to get it in because all the shit in the way. Mm. <sighs> Man, you know, like this is a courteous like, hoarder. It's mostly old people too. I, I know older. it's a job. I would just refuse service. I would yeah. go clean the shit up. 
Yeah. At least make a like a possible way for us to get to there without like straining ourselves. I'll put one I'll put an air conditioner in for free if you straighten your shit up. Yeah. yeah. Fucking dope. <laughs> fucking that's helping nice. someone. Cody, you have I know you have a order. Yes, there is there's one notorious quarter in my family and uh, if I I'll share some like very slight like horror stories. Uh this person who I love does not like throwing out food or likes to repurpose the usage of food. So that just invites all of the fucking vermin in. Rats, Ugh. mice, you know it. How, it's gross. How do you repurpose food? <laughs> you can smear food on anything for a protective <laughs> layer. She was under the assumption that she could like feed the birds with her leftovers. And yeah, or, it just doesn't work. Because or, or rats. They're fucking birds. And, you know, the rats... You know, the rats beat the birds, like, half the time. <laughs> so, like, the solution this person did was, like, to get a cat, but, like, to supplement the cat, she also got an exterminator, and that totally backfired when the fucking cat ate a rat that ate the poison. Oh. So it was, like, a food chain of poison that just ended up killing the ra- uh, killing the fucking house cat. No! <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, and it was discovered under it was discovered under uh, like a guest room bed, oh mummified like years later. I could never be and, an exterminator. It's crazy. Oh man! Wait, and, and also uh, wasn't there something else she kept under bed? I remember you telling me this a long time ago. Oh yeah, like 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 the Collier brothers, like my family relative did not believe in banking either, so. She hoarded cash. She doesn't do it now. Nobody try to find my relative and shake her down for money. She doesn't do it now, but, like, she kept all of her cash in tinfoil in the house just because she was a crazy fucking person. <laughs> That's so the government can't hear my money. <laughs> Don't hear my money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and, wow. And, and some of my more, like, less senile relatives have to actually lie to this person. Like, she'd wake up and be like, oh, where's all my garbage gone? And, like, like her family members, our family members will say, like, oh, there was a pipe burst last night. We threw it all out. <laughs> so, like, that's that's how, like, we have to, like, do our circular logic to, like, like hold off her hoarding tactics now. I think it's fairly successful. Nowadays, but it's... <laughs> it Don't fix the problem. Just lots of Band-Aids. Yeah. Look, I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here we are. We're, we got the Collier brothers, and uh, yeah, if you know anyone who does this, good luck on you. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, get them help. Get them help if you can. Yeah, and I'm not gonna go all Jordan Peterson. Like, I'm not gonna tell you to clean your room, <laughs> but I will tell you that uh, you know, it feels good to have some elbow room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Just have less things. Yeah, exactly. Especially if it's trash. Have less trash. 100. percent and uh, most of your things you buy, trash. Dude, it's all about that Asian technique of kimchi. You're supposed to make sure everything has a, has a place. It's not kimchi, dude. It that's, is kimchi. That's, that's a pickled cabbage. No, it's kimchi. That's feng shui. Feng shui, you Kimchi. You leave the cabbage in the corner. That's where it belongs, and it turns into kimchi. <laughs> you, you're talking about oh, they feng, did that feng shui. Baby. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that was a nice spot. All right, let's get oh, out of here. Oh. There's enough of this. All right. Thanks, for everyone, for listening. Roast Mortem, uh, the bastardized version because of our re-recording of the second half. I'm getting re-drunk. Yeah, we're doing yeah. it again. We're actually going to roll on another episode right now. So stick around till next week. Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
Oh yeah, social medias. Check it out. Social <laughs> Rosemortem Cast. I'm not doing oh, yeah. this again. Only once an episode. That's it. All right. Rosemortem Cast. Yeah, you know Patreon, where to find us. Whatever. We got it. I'm off Bye. The grid. Bye. Oh, I love trash. Anything dirty or dingy or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty. Yes, I.